TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Welcome to Overnight America with Ryan Recker on KMOX. Sponsored by Michael's Flooring, the flooring experts. MichaelsFlooringOutlet.com. And welcome back to Overnight America. So we have another hour here, and I wanted to talk some COVID, mostly to start the hour. But if there's anything else you want to get out, you can. The phone number is the same, 314-436-7900 or toll-free 800-925-1120. That first local number here, you can even text into the show if you wanted to do that. And the big question about opening up schools continues to come up, and they want to know what exactly is the plan of the White House. One of the questions that was asked today during that White House briefing. Could you help us understand what the White House is or what the president's definition of open schools is? Does it mean teachers in classroom teaching students in classroom? Or does it just mean kids in classroom with a remote screen? Help us understand Sure. His goal that he set is to have the majority of schools, so more than 50 percent, open uh, by day 100 uh, of his presidency. And that means uh, some teaching in classrooms. So at least one day a week, hopefully it's more. And obviously it is as much as is safe in each school and local district. Wow. What a low standard. One day a week for more than 50 percent. And then it's even broader than that if you actually think about this and listen to the follow-up question when you say some teaching that's the, you didn't use the same majority qualifier there you just have to have some teaching in school some teachers in school not the majority of teachers in school and the majority of classrooms well teaching at least one day a week um in the majority of schools by day 100 okay, and that's in-person teaching in-person teaching yes okay so very broad so here's what i would ask about that and you can think about your own situation you're in in whatever uh, school district you're in. So imagine that you're doing a combination right now of in-school and virtual learning. Maybe some places are doing all virtual and they're getting prepared to go back and do learning. And every place is different, so you don't exactly know unless you were to specifically know someone in that district, I guess. But the question now is that does this include all schools or is it just kindergarten through eighth? Or is it just middle schools? Is it just uh, secondary? Is it just colleges? Is it just high schools? So does this count as everything? Because even now, some of the different schools are considering we can open up those that are like, you know, up to fifth grade, and then it changes when you're in high school or college. Definitely not. They want to push the virtual and they don't think you're responsible enough as an adult and 
college, you know, you can handle these complex issues and they want to throw everything at you because they say you're an adult, but definitely you can't be treated like one because if you go onto a college campus, they're scared that you're going to take your mask off. So they tell you that you can't do that. So this is where we're at. I think that the the vagueness of all of this and then just think about this 100 days into the presidency means that he wants most of the schools to be available for this right when they would end the school year <laughs> right at the end. So what's the point? I mean, why even bother if they're going to go into the summer? If you what, you're going to get them in for a month and then you're going to hassle uh, parents Okay, we're going to get you in. You got to change your whole routine for a month and then you got to change it right back. But then again, I guess if it's something that you really don't want your kid to go into, the virtual is probably still going to be offered so you can still have your kids go. But most parents I talk to, almost all of them say, I want my kids to go back to school. They're missing out on too much. Biden school reopening guidance expected to focus on COVID mitigation. That was one of the reports that came out from CBS just today. CDC is expected to release an operational strategy advising that it would be safe for K through 12 schools to reopen if they apply mitigation practices. CDC guidelines, which is expected to be released this week, builds on guidelines already released by the agency. Um, so if the CDC says it's OK. What happens when there's instances like Chicago where the teachers just don't want to go back in and they refuse to go back in? Or what happens when that a lot of times experts have said it's safe already to go back in and they decided, no, 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 I'm just going to hold off even more. Because we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know what the variants are going to look like. We need to be really careful. So we need to push back as fast as we can and don't uh, resist the urge to go back. I wanted to pull this from two weeks ago. This is, or maybe this is probably a month old by now, but a parent, and I think it was the Atlanta area, went into the school board meeting and just vented his frustrations that I think anyone listening here that has a kid in school age would also appreciate. You should all be fired from your day jobs because if your employers knew that you were more inefficient than the, than the DMV, you would be replaced in a heartbeat. I literally just finished a conference call because I'm having to multitask to be here to, to address you guys. You're a bunch of cowards hiding behind our children as an excuse for keeping schools closed. You think you're some sort of martyrs because of the decisions you're making when the statistics do not lie that the vast majority of the population is not at risk from this virus. The garbage workers who pick up my freaking trash risk their lives every day more than anyone in this school system. Figure it out or get off the podium because you know what? There's people like me and a line of other people out there who will gladly take your seat and figure it out. It's not a high bar. Raise the freaking bar. Okay, so there was this, he gets 60 seconds and his message is, Figure it out. I like it. It's a good message. So get the kids back in. I think most people are waiting and eager for that moment. And by the way, if you saw this at KMOX.com and you're waiting to get your vaccine, and a lot of people have talked about traveling out of the area in order to get it because they find that it's easier to drive an hour and maybe they were directed to do so. Missouri's have a new vaccine navigator and registration you can find online. When you go to that website, I was looking at the different tiers and I was just curious, okay, what tier would I fit in? Actually, as it turns out, as a radio or TV communicator, I would uh, be eligible for phase 1B. So I would be as eligible as the teachers, childcare, 
mass transportation, aviation, government officials, uh, as part of a communications uh, part of phase 1B. Apparently, I'd be uh, allowed to get it. Now, I'm not doing that. By the way, I don't think I should get a vaccine before teachers. And even when I look at phase two, I don't think I should be getting uh, a vaccine before higher education teachers or homeless or any type of transporter when it comes to manufacturers, people that are working in out in the public financial services. I'm still working from home. I don't think I should be trumping anyone when it comes to getting a vaccine while I'm working from home. In fact, if you're a government worker or a government official and you're still working from home and you have the ability to work from home and you take advantage of working from home, then why don't you, I don't know, consider allowing the teachers to get the vaccines first, okay? Or, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people that are in the elderly category that would appreciate being able to get one of these without having a loved one drive them an hour south or something to go get it. Please, you know, let's let's look at these priorities and realize that you may have the luxury of holding back a little bit. And that's not a bad idea. So you can find that at KMOX.com if you're curious about uh, vaccination registration. Uh, let me take some of your calls here and we'll do that after the break. Uh, 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120. If you're ready for these schools to open back up, I'm ready for these schools to open back up. In Atlanta, they're considering mandatory summer school because kids are falling behind. Are you expecting your kid to need extra supplemental education in order to catch up so they don't fall behind? Are you considering that too? And then again, is that going to be part of this next COVID relief bill where you can get some money to make up for the shortfalls that they were forced upon your kid? Uh, 314-436-7900. It's Overnight America, KMOX. Weekday mornings at 8.30, Charlie Brennan and Amy Marks-Cores provide perspective on KMOX and KMOX.com. It's Overnight America. Then again, uh, we could just play this clip on a loop. Figure it out! I like it. I like this guy. In fact, I should find a way to hire him to just rant every night in... The rant will be called figure it out, figure it out. <laughs> I would listen to that. A 60 second rant about something. And the end is always figure it out. Love it. So let's take some of your calls at 314-436-7900. I do want to talk about Atlanta, who's considering mandatory summer school for kids because they're falling behind and they can't help it. It's not their fault that they're falling behind and they don't want them to fall behind. Are we just going to have a lost year? Are we going to lower the bar? Are we just going to force kids through to the next grade knowing that they're not prepared for? And then we have to set the standard even lower if it wasn't already set compared to like, you know, how many times have you heard this? Oh, we're f they go around the year in Japan and China, and those kids are uh, so much better off in the end because they are constantly investing in their own education. And here we are, lazy Americans. How many times have we heard that? A lot, a lot. So what are we going to do when it comes to the coronavirus? Are we going to be able to catch them up? Are we going to force summer school? Let's go to Mike. Welcome to Overnight America. Hey, Ryan. How you doing tonight? Good. Hey, uh, one thing I uh, noticed, I'm not sure I may, may, may have missed it, but uh, on the Trump speech, I never heard you or KMOX play uh, how many times he said a peaceful march. He, he said uh, march on the Capitol, but he did say a, pre a peaceful protest. Mm -hmm. And also about the teachers. Hey, you got to vaccinate teachers. I mean, 
Mm-hmm. Let's get it done. Vaccinate teachers. And then they got no butt, you know, not, not to grab about. Yeah. So here's phase one B uh, who's included in that. It's teachers, child care, radio and TV communicators uh, is included in that. Government officials, water workers and mass transit and aviation. Then the next phase after that is phase two. They open up to financial services because they want to try to make that, you know, you're in front of the public, you're in front of people. So you would probably need some sort of priority for that. Higher education. So if you're someone that is in a college, for example, chemical manufacturer or a transporter, government workers, homeless, and then racial and ethnic minorities in affected areas that would be less likely or less inclined to try to get out and get a vaccine because they may be at a low income area or a situation of their life. So they would be that. And then afterwards, they open it up to anyone that's left. So teachers being at 1B right now, I would say they're probably, to me, a little bit higher priority than government officials and radio and TV communicators. We're still finding ways to work remotely and safe. So I, I got to say, get the teachers the vaccine if they want it and get them back to work, period. That's necessary. Well, I, I, I think they're a higher priority than prisoners. Uh, I don't know. That's an interesting point. Prisoners or teachers, both are both would need it. Um, you know what I want to prevent when it comes to prisoners is any excuse to let them out early because they're still serving their term, which they were found convicted and found guilty of. And to say, no, we're just going to we're going to let you slip out because we're afraid that you could get covid. I want to prevent that because look at all the issues we had of repeat offenders continuing to offend after they were out of prison. And we saw that even here in St. Louis. So, I, you know, if, if it means getting them a vaccine to keep them in. I'm fine with that. And don't skip over my first comment. Correct me if I'm wrong. Did not Trump say a peaceful protest? Correct yes. me if I'm wrong. Yeah, on the speech on January 6th, he did. He said peacefully, um, I'm trying to remember the exact phrase, uh, peacefully assemble or something along. Yes, he did. He uses he used the word peaceful. Absolutely. Thank you. Did. Yeah. Thank you, Mike. Good to hear from you. So that's a part of it. Uh, 314-436-7900. Let's go to Jim, who's calling in. Welcome to Overnight America. Yeah, Roy was right. About what? You, about you talking to people that you uh, agree with you and the rest, he wants to shut down, you know? I'm talking to you right now. I'm, I'm guessing yeah, that I you know. probably don't agree. So how is yeah. how is it? How is Roy right if I'm talking to you right now? Well, I'm talking about a lot of other things like, you know, you don't get a chance to talk about. It's like the 468,000 people that have died through the virus, which uh, Trump left him kind of hanging loose. Uh, no vaccines available and stuff like that now. OK, so what's what's what are you trying to say? So you're saying that uh, Trump's responsible. Empty. Oh, uh, I don't know if that's true. I mean, they were getting the vaccines out and rolling and Pfizer's trying to produce more right now and said they're going to get even more out. So I think they're getting them as fast as they can out there. I mean, it's not like the United States is uh, any different than countries right now that are all trying to get as many vaccines as fast as possible. But they're getting a lot of vaccines. What is it? Is it a million a day? They said something along those lines. So it's not like we're doing nothing. It's like they want to get that out, but it's not getting there because the vaccines aren't there. 
Yeah, a lot of it has to do with the production. I mean, they didn't actually get approved until December. So, uh, what? I don't know. I don't know what you're trying to say, Jim. Well, they still need to get more done than what they're doing right now, even. Okay, thanks for the call. Yeah, I think that's the point. I think all of these manufacturers are doing everything they can to make this vaccine available as fast as possible and make it uh, so that they can get it out as safely as possible. That's a big point of what they've been trying to do. Isn't it weird, though, too, and just uh, for the sake of argument, that a lot of this happened after the election, even though they knew these things would uh, in the pipelines, they could have announced it before the election and all of the different times that Donald Trump was called a liar because he said, "We, I believe that this vaccine will be out before the end of the year. And all of these uh, politifacts and things. Oh, no, what another lie. Oh, that can't happen. It's not possible. Blah, 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 blah. Well, as it turns out, yeah, it was true. And they knew it would be possible and they knew that they would be able to get through these trials in a time before the end of the year. It was it's definitely rushed in the point of the Trump administration was to get warp speed out there to get it rushed in into the people's arms as the phrase that the Biden administration likes to use now in people's arms. You know, we want to get it in people's arms. So that's we're seeing the uh, we're seeing that play out now. Now, to try to get as many of them as possible, um, Pfizer bumping production is good. We know that other manufacturers um, like Johnson and Johnson, not as effective. I think it was like 86% effective, but it's only one shot. So it's at least something that made it through the trial. AstraZeneca, I last I heard they were not that effective. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but they were the other ones that were up and coming that were getting at least to emergency use or emergency out there. Um, so at least Johnson and Johnson would be the next one. in. so we got three different ones, Moderna, Pfizer, Johnson and Johnson. There were some other ones that were in the pipeline that I don't think materialized. There was one out of Africa. And I can't remember the company's name that uh, was not effective. So they decided to pull it back. But manufacturers are doing everything they can because they know the money is there. They're going to make a ton of money doing it. They've been working around the clock. That's not the issue. So see the trying to I think trying to do everything you can to blame everything on Donald Trump is a symptom of the way the Democratic Party works today. It's like everything is Donald Trump's fault. It's everything. Uh, it, the the guy sneezes and it's his fault for starting a pandemic. And that's part of the problem that you have to look at what is actually going on. And then if you wanted to debate the good or bad or on anything, but if all you do is say, nope, Donald Trump is bad and I know it and I don't have any justification for it other than nothing, right? The same things that you've been repeating or reiterating that have been debunked a million times, then, okay, you got to get a better argument. 314-436-7900. If you want to call in, I wanted to mention what was going on in Atlanta. We may have to do that after the break, but what they're starting to debate now, Atlanta school system considers mandatory summer school for kids. That's what's up next because they know that there could be some major problems with these kids falling behind. So is it going to be necessary or would you like to even see that? Is it more important to get the kids caught up than it is to give them a summer vacation? Maybe they would look at that as vacation. It's like a summer camp for them, but it's called school because they just will do anything they can to get out of the house. This is Overnight America KMOX. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Got clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, 
even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. News Radio 1120 KMOX, the voice of the Cardinals. It's Overnight America. I'm your host, Ryan Recker. All right. Uh, Ryan Recker Radio on Facebook if you wanted to follow us on there. And I saw this one story from CNN. Uh, Atlanta public schools are considering mandatory summer school to help students who suffered setbacks in the learning disruption of COVID-19. And how many kids would you imagine had some sort of learning disruption? hundred uh, percent. Yeah, that's about right. hundred percent. Unless you're homeschooled. <laughs> and if you're not homeschooled, then sure. Okay. Outside of homeschooled. And I guess there could be some private schools that offered the ability of in-person. So maybe that's a case too, but that seems to be pretty rare. If you're a public school student, like a majority of those students or anything else that may have resisted opening things up, then yes, you definitely did not get the full learning experience. So the plan was proposed just a week ago. Students across the country have spent much of the year remotely learning. And is anyone going to argue that remote learning is the same experience as learning in person. I don't think you can. I think that most times when you think about remote learning, you have to concede that if you're a teacher, you're not going to be able to give the same attention to every student. And those that do need attention, you're going to have to spend extra time with because of the technological gap between the two of you, which means that there's going to be other students that are just left sitting and waiting. My son, who's still young, um, finds himself taking a lot of breaks during the day when there's virtual learning. We'll be at the house and he'll say, oh, I got another 15-minute break. Oh, I got another 15-minute break. Oh, I got another 15-minute break. Oh, I got an hour break. Oh, I got a 15-minute break. And it's because a lot of times the teachers need one-on-one with a certain student, and the only way they can accomplish that is by allowing the kids to go do something independently and allows them to work with that one student. So what does that mean for everyone else? Well, you're going to fall back behind. And there's no way I think you can argue that whatever you wanted to accomplish with a student over the course of a year, that it's an easy or really a realistic thing in order to do that all remotely, because there's all the distractions of working from home. They don't have the same resources. They don't have the same ability to interact with other students. I mean, just on the simple fact that there's going to be a, a portion of school even though it might not be a book learning portion, but there's a physical portion, uh, PE. I don't think that you doing jumping jacks in your bedroom is the same of going out and, you know, running the field or whatever, playing in the jungle gym. I also don't think that talking to someone on a computer screen is a substitution for the interactions that you have with the other kids in your class. Uh, Mentally speaking, that is absolutely necessary. So there's a lot of ways that a kid could fall behind. Now, what's this? Is it just necessary? Is it just going to be? Is it just going to be that? Hey, in the future, we're going to rely less on in person and more on virtual just to prepare them for the next time. I hope not. I think what we need to do is try to find a way to make schools um, pandemic proof, meaning that we are 
perfectly equipped in order to keep them going in case something else happens. I think it's just necessary. I don't think the go-to should be the iPad that is provided. It's just not the uh, uh, similar thing. So Atlanta schools are thinking about it. I wonder how many other large school systems would consider something like that. I do believe that some school districts are already putting plans out that would allow for students to do this if there is some sort of special need, but not necessarily for the entire school district. And then again, we're talking about giving billions and billions and billions more to public schools. And what we're going to do is throw these billions of dollars at them. And in some cases, the White House says, what, 50 percent of schools want at least one day a week by the end of the year. So what's all those extra billions of dollars being spent for if they weren't getting the kids back into school? Seriously, we've gone through a couple of different stimulus packages, all of which had some money associated with money going directly to these public schools in order to get themselves up and ready to find the uh, the pandemic, uh, try to get past some of the obstacles of the pandemic and keep things safe. So we're going to have a full school year where all this extra money was thrown and there's nothing to show for it. One day a week for a month. <laughs> it's it's the best you can do. Come on now. That's not the best. And the, you know they're going to keep asking for more and more money. What are they spending this stuff on? And then there's those instances where school districts like Chicago, uh, they want to hold out. And this, the uh, teachers union say, oh, you know what? Even if you give us the money and even if you meet all the demands, we still don't want to come back in. So what do you do for situations like that where they're holding the kids hostage? Is that the job of a school union now to hold the kids hostage under the guise that it's for their own uh, safety? Like, And this is why it needs to be pandemic proof, because they keep giving us this warning that even if we get a vaccine, there could be another pandemic around the corner. They just keep putting this uh, ability and this uh, this idea back into our minds. To me, it feels more or less uh, for control reason as in we want to be able to dangle this out there whenever we need to get control over you again it, it does seem pretty artificial for them to say we don't know but we it could be and you know it could be like this forever so here's dr fauci for example well right now what we're seeing now in our country is still a dominant original wild type virus of which the vaccines are highly efficacious 94 to 95 percent the immediate concern that we have is that the fact that we have the 117 in certainly a considerable number of states reported with a number of people, that modeling would tell us, Andy, that it could become dominant by the end of March. That's the sobering news. The encouraging news is that the vaccines that we're currently distributing right now are quite effective against that particular variant. Less so against the, against the South African, the 351, but hopefully we will get the virus under much better control by the time there's any indication that that, that, that might become dominant. Got it. So again, it gets back, Andy, to vaccinating as many people as you possibly can and implementing the public health measures. Great. Thank you. Okay, next question. All please. right, so that was uh, part of the question and answer session. I think was that on Twitter? I had to look that up, and they're talking about the different variants. He said the 351 is an area code in Lowell, in Lawrence, in Peabody, Massachusetts. So if you're in that area and you hear 351, it's almost like a shout out like they do in the songs every once in a while. They, they throw an area code out there to try to get people's attention or they'll, they'll name a city. They'll say, oh, yeah, all the, all the people in St. Louis. And then they have these different recordings specifically for different regions <laughs> to make it look like the city's unique or whatever. 
Oh boy, do you really want to have a variant named after your area code? Like if there's a 314 variant of the coronavirus, I don't think that'd be good for us. I wouldn't want that. So there we are uh, watching and potentially bringing and raising the question here locally. Are they going to have to force the kids to go to summer school? I'm sure the teachers will love that. So what are we going to do? We're just going to have to force the, the teachers to go in and do it. Hey, you know, normally you'd have the summer off or whatever, or you had other things you're doing during the summer. We're going to call you in. Right. We got you for the year. So we're paying you for the year. So you're coming in anyway. Or are they just going to find a way to uh, we're going to have to pass another stimulus bill with another uh, 500 billion in order to just make payroll or whatever. But then again, at the end of all of this, I want to be able to take a tour of schools and say, you show me what you did with your extra money. And if all they were able to show is like, oh, we bought some plexiglass and a couple of extra crayons, I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> I'm not going to be happy at all. Or we bought a new scoreboard, depending on what the how the school, if they spent it efficiently or not. All right. When we come back, there's a story from CBS News. And I saw this mostly because this is uh, people are talking about that Robinhood app. There's one instance where the Robinhood app is being sued for a wrongful death and also negligence because of the emotional distress of their business practices. CBS actually talked to the family of a son, one of their sons committed suicide based on the risky bet that he took on this Robinhood app that didn't pay off and the fear that was instilled in him. Now, family distraught, now suing Robinhood, and you're going to hear their story coming up next, and you can decide if it's something that you think is a serious issue. I mean, are we going to have to just close down apps that allow for risky behavior or there needs to be more regulation we'll find out it's overnight america kmox this is overnight america sponsored by michael's flooring the flooring experts michael's flooring outlet.com on kmox welcome back yeah here we are in overnight america you know i was looking at this one story and trying to understand what exactly is going on with the lawsuit against Robin Hood? And it, this is one of many lawsuits. There's one that's a class action suit based on them limiting the features of the app based on people buying GameStop and AMC uh, and then restricting purchasing and selling, which caused a lot of people a lot of money. Now, that is a huge major violation. Now, the other thing is that this Robin Hood app, which allowed you to download it on your phone and purchase stock or in some cases, cryptocurrencies and things. Now, you're able to do this through the Robinhood app, and they would be used as like an exchange or a broker or whatever it may be. The idea is you being a small-time investor, and as opposed to buying you know, thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars in stock or whatever, like a professional that would normally do this for a living would use a broker for. Now, you as an individual can just go purchase a few stock. Right? You can just go buy, okay, I'm going to buy one stock of Tesla and one of Amazon and one of... Uh, Apple and one of Google or whatever it is. And then you can hold on to those things. And it was supposed to make it easier for small time investments. Well, small time investments shouldn't include being able to leverage a million dollars you don't have, which this app allows you to do. And that is the problem that a kid got into. 20 year old Alex Kearns is his name, ended up taking his own life after he lost money, uh, money he didn't have that was allowed to be uh, leveraged through this app this free app that's directed towards people that don't know how to invest. It's one thing to say that you can go on and blow a couple hundred dollars to learn about whatever, or buy a stock. The other thing is, should you allow the tools that are used by these professional stockbrokers to leverage a million dollars or whatever, should that be allowed for someone that's unvetted or whatever, and just put that sort of risk into their, a 20 year old's hands willy nilly. 
And I think that's a big part of what this is going on with this lawsuit against Robin Hood. So let me play some of this from CBS. And the parents are now suing because this 20-year-old who found himself in a massive amount of debt committed suicide because of it, left a note and blamed Robin Hood for it. It's kind of heart-wrenching to hear the parents talk about it. One night he says to me, he's like, Mom, I don't know, I don't know what I want to do with my life yet, but I do know I want to help people. But Alex was also interested in investing and it opened an account with Robinhood, an app that lets anybody buy and sell stocks with no fees and no experience. I didn't see the harm in doing that and it was limited exposure. So um, where did he get the money that he had from? That was grabbing grandpa money, gifts. I'll told he might have. Yeah. And I think that really when you're talking about someone that's downloading this app, you're not talking about major investments, right? You're, you're looking primarily at those that want to throw a couple hundred dollars or a thousand or something like that. And good for them because they want to learn about investing. It might be easier for them to go to their bank and say, I want to open a retirement account. Can you talk to a financial advisor? Things like that is a smarter way to do it. Sure. But if you're just an individual that says, Hey, I got a cell phone and I just want to do it on my own. I want to give it a try. Actually, I don't see that as a bad thing. It's the other things that this app allows for a user to do that I think really is really terrible. I don't understand how they allowed that to happen in the first place. They say Alex's inexperience is what got him into trouble one night last June when his Robinhood account showed a negative balance of more than $700,000. At 3.26 a.m., the company then sent an automated email demanding Alex take immediate action, requesting a payment of more than $170,000 on his debt. He thought he blew up his life. He thought he screwed up beyond repair oh my goodness yeah imagine that being 20 and saying someone coming to you and saying you owe seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars based on a bet you made on the stock market a lot of the shortings and things that we saw happening in gamestop a lot of people got a crash course in that type of activity and now they see just how wrong it could go if you're a hedge fund it's one thing to lose a bunch of money if you're an individual and doing the same thing it's the other you don't have that backing 750 grand. Robinhood has no customer service number, but Alex emailed three times to help understand whether he could still offset the losses with another trade. Could someone please look into this, he wrote, receiving back nothing more than an automated message. Wasn't that great? So how bad is it? I mean, I don't even know how this works when it comes to filing for bankruptcy. Like, let's say you're 20 years old. You probably don't have much when it comes to assets, if anything. Uh, I'm guessing you don't own a home. I'm guessing that you don't own a car. I mean, even at 20 years old, you might own a car, but is it going to be an, an expensive car? Probably not. I mean, if you're working through college or whatever, you might have a you know couple thousand dollars in your car. Um, and then what? what? What else would you have? What other worldly possessions would you have that are worth it? I mean, could you technically do something like this and then just file bankruptcy if it goes wrong? I, I really don't know how that works, honestly. And I'm sure there's a lot smarter financial people. But um, if I, all things considered, if you're facing with that sort of debt right on, um, it's probably better for you to, to face it in a way where you're trying to get out of it. But then again, should he even be allowed to get into it to begin with? So CBS wanted to see how easy it would be for them to leverage about a million dollars of money they don't have. We too were curious to know how easy it is to get approved for basic options trading on Robinhood. One of the first questions is how much investment experience do you have? I'm going to choose none. That resulted in a rejection. But it's giving me the choice here to update my experience if I'd like to. But by simply changing no experience to not much, we got approved immediately. 
welcome to options. How are those guardrails? How does that stop um, an 18-year-old from making risky trades that they don't really understand? It is. It's, it's not even that. It's one thing is if you're going to say, okay, I'm going to be able to move $500 into this account and I'll be able to spend it the way I want to spend it. That's different because you're actually funding the account that you're using to invest. The other thing is I'm going to leverage money that I don't have in order to try to see if it pays off is a completely different thing. Should they be letting someone who's put no money into this thing? You have no no financial backing to be able to leverage a million dollars? Are you kidding me? Why would that ha Why would they allow that? In a suicide note to his parents, Alex had similar questions. How was a 20-year-old with no income able to get assigned almost a million dollars worth of leverage, he wrote, adding, I also have no clue what I was doing. He said in the note, I didn't want to die. He also said that he, he was doing this for us because he was trying to save us from what he thought was impending financial disaster. In a wrongful death lawsuit they plan to file today, Dan and Dorothy Kern say Robin Hood must be held accountable. Do you think if Robin Hood had somebody manning an email account or picking up a phone that Alex would be here today? Absolutely. Yeah, I have no doubt. He just wanted an answer. He just needed a little help. He could have gotten answers to those questions and there was nobody there to, to do that for him. Oh, it's just heart-wrenching, just terrible, terrible. So that's one of the lawsuits of many going up against this app, Robinhood, the way that uh, it was manipulated. And again, I don't even know how this works. So is Robinhood working as an investment firm? So are they the ones that would collect? Are they the ones that were backing that financial transaction of shorting a stock? Thus, they're the ones that would have to collect from that person. I mean, are they the ones that would have benefited from it? Um, so if that's the case, if Robinhood as a company financially benefited from allowing this risk of someone they shouldn't have allowed the risk, then yeah, they could be in some serious issues, legally speaking. And I can see a lawyer ripping them apart. And think of all the bad publicity Robin had, uh, Hood has right now because of all the, the other stopping of trading that they allowed for legal. I mean, we're talking about people that knew what they were doing, trying to sell and buy these stock and telling them, no, you can't. So they're restricting people in their own money that they already had invested into this sort of thing. Whew, they're in some serious, serious trouble, and rightfully so. So uh, this family is in terrible anguish, and this isn't going to make it any better, but maybe hearing the story could save another kid or two. All right, coming up next, we're talking President's Day in Abraham Lincoln with Jan Jacoby on Overnight America KMOX. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.